Continuing the Maran Daf Samach, we're on the bottom line of the Testament base. We had gone through the Tikkun Olam Darke Shalom for who should get Aliyas. We said that a Koyin, a Levi, Yisrael, we based it mostly on Psukim. We then said that if the Koyin wants to be Moichel, he's not allowed to be Moichel, Darke Shalom, so it doesn't cause fights in the Shul. Says the Gemara on the bottom line of Nuntes on the base. Shochule bene Galila Rabbi Chelbo. Some people lived in Galil. They sent a shout to Rabbi Chelboy. Achareihem mi Karin. So who gets the other Elias? Right on Shabbos, you have another five Elias. On Yantiv, you have another three Elias. Yom Kippur, you have another four Elias. Who gets these other Elias? Is, is there a specific Seder that Chazal Mersakim? So they have a other. He didn't know. Also, Bishal of Yitzhak Nafka. So they went to ask Yitzhak Nafka. Amalei, he said to them that the Lord is Achareim Kairin Tamer Chochem Hamamunim Parnosim Al Atzibur. So you have a Tamer Chochem who's called Hamamunim Parnos Al Atzibur, like the the Rav of the Shul, etc. He would get the next Aliyah. Someone who's not necessarily the Rav, but is ruined to be the Parnos Al Atzibur, which Rashi says is someone who you can ask him a Shaila in Kolatur Kula, and he can answer even if he's not necessarily the Rav, but he's ruined to be that. He would get. Pashup Shat sounds like the next Aliyah. So it sounds like from this Gemara, uh, many Mepharshim learned, that it's actually sell, telling you an order. So Shlishi is the most Chash of Aliyah after Kayim Valevi. And that gets the highest one, the Rav. Then we'd get Ravi. Vachareim, after that, so Chamishi, Benetam Yacham Shabbosem, Emunah Parnasam Al Atzibor. After that would be the children of Tamid Chamim. It's not clear if we're talking about t- children who are themselves of Tamid Chamim. Or children who just because of their family, and after that the political leaders or the people in charge of tzedakah, etc. The chaladam and everybody. So some of us learned this is actually telling you the five aliyas. Shlishi is the most chashiv. Then Ravi, then Chamishi, then Shishi, then Shvi. Other Mepharshim learned that Rashi Kinesias for Chaladim is actually together, and it just means anybody can get Shishi and Shvi. The way the Ramam writes it is Shvi is the most Chashavali, and that they used to give to the Gadol of the Rav of the Shul would get Shvi and like Hagbagulila kind of thing. That's what the Ramam writes. Other Mepharshim say, that uh, obviously nowadays some some people in Ashkenaz shuls are usually consider Shlishi the most chashiv. Al Pikabal they consider Shishi the most chashiv. Uh, or whether this is necessarily an order, it's just telling you who should get Elias. Also, obviously you're not going to have in every shul every Shabbos the same five people getting Elias. You're going to spread the Elias around, um, and in places where you sell Elias, the Nalach is totally different. So these Nalachas are not so clear how they apply nowadays. But there was again. Some sort of dark shalom doesn't sound like this was the same level of dark shalom that we had for current Levi Yisrael because Lamaisa we came out that the basic structure of current Levi Yisrael is Menatera. The dark shalom was no mechila. So this halacha of which who else should get the aliyas seems like just a basic halacha of how to organize uh, things in the shul, uh, but it's not necessarily broad halacha. Of course, there are halachas brought the art sites, bar mitzvahs, kibudim, etc. How do you give halachas? Another shaila that the Bnei Galil Esther Bichelbe, Shochle Bnei Galil Bichelbe, Ma'u Likros Bichumashim. So remember, in those days they didn't have printed chumashim. So over here it doesn't mean printed chumashim. It actually means if you have a scroll, like a sefer scroll, that's written on cloth and with the it's Isis and hundred percent, but it's only one sefer, so it's only Beratius or only Shmois. Or only Vayikra, or, or, or Bamidbar. So it's only one of those. It looks like a Sevetera, but it's actually only one-fifth of a Sevetera. So that's what the Tzibur has. If the Tzibur has just that, are they allowed to lane from it? So they have be other. Bichelboy was not sure. Also, Shad Yitzhak Nafka. Here again, he asked Yitzhak Nafka. They have be other. In this Shadow, Yitzhak Nafka also was not sure. Also, Shad Yitzhak Nafka. So they brought it up in Beis Medrish. Pashtim, Rav, 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 Rav,
that's missing one are the way Argumar says Yeriah so it's missing one section of the Torah it's puzzle so if it's missing one section so then obviously if you're just learning from a Boratius or you're learning from a Shmois that's also missing sections of the Sefer Torah what this actually means if it's Chas Achas does that mean if it's not a whole Yeriah if it's just one letter it's kosher there's a whole discussion in the Paiskim how to exactly learn this Gemara obviously we nowadays are Machmer more even if one letter is missing or one letter is broken, we don't use the Sefer Torah. But the Mafar should discuss how to learn this Gemara because the Gemara seems to be Mashra Yeria Achas. Interesting point. But Lamais, in terms of our Shaila here, the Shaila seems to be can you learn from just the Sefer Bracious, the Chaira? We see not because it's missing. It's not a good Raya. Hasam Mechaser Milse. When you have something, the way Rashi explains it, it's called the Sefer Torah, but it's missing. It's called the Sefer Torah and it's missing. That's puzzle. That's not appropriate for the Tzibur to learn from, and it's, it's a puzzle. Whereas Hacha, the Mechasa Mil say, over here you're not missing anything. You have a full safer of Bracious. You have a full safer of Schmeiss. It's not trying to be more than that. Again, these don't seem to be Dina Darais. We're not talking about Kriya Satera Darais. We're talking here about Pasha Zacher or something like that. The Kriya Satera we do Mondays, Thursdays, or on Shabbos even is the Rabbanon. So there's ways to Chazal Masak in it. So. It seems like if you're learning for something which is a safer Torah, which is missing, that's inappropriate. That Chazal said no good. But if it's a full safer, it's just only bracious or only Shweiss, maybe that's good enough. So Rabbi Yehsi, the ain't curry No, you don't. Even if it's a full bracious, you don't. Why? They cover that seabor. And the Mepharshim explained, because you say, ain't anius pamakam ashiris. That seabor is not supposed to look like it's poor. It can't afford it. So yes, maybe if you're stuck, if you have no choice, you want to learn from something like this, fine. But lechatchila for sure, you should not be leaning for something which is not a full sefer It's not appropriate. Kavodat zibur. Says the more Rabbi of Yisitami Shavayu. Another similar halacha. High sefer haftaroso asu lemikubei b'shabbos. So for the haftaris which were leaning from navi, in some places apparently in those days they didn't have even a full navi. So forget having a full nach or a full navi. They didn't even have a full Yeshua or a full shayftim. They would have a, some sort of sefer that was written that had just the parts of the navi that we lean for the haftaris. Right, you see, they, they actually print Svarim like this nowadays, not like Hatchila, which you're supposed to lane from. But think about even our regular printed Chumashim nowadays that just have the Haftar after every parasha. Are you allowed to lane from something that just had those Haftars without the rest of it? Says Rabbi Rav Yosef, also in Mikriya B'Shabbos. You're not allowed to on Shabbos. Obviously, you don't use it on the weekday, Bechlal. But on Shabbos, it's also. My timer, the Lainitanli These not supposed to write a, a safer like that. And since you're not supposed to write a safer like that, therefore, it's not a full safer, it's not a full Yeshua. If you want to write a full Yeshua, that's fine. Like we just said, full safer bracious, full safer Shemais is fine to write. We debated whether you can lean from it, but to have it around is totally fine. A full safer Yeshua is also fine. But to just have pieces of safer Yeshua, that's not the way you're supposed to write a safer at all, as we'll see in the Gemara in a few minutes, how you write the Sefer Torah, how you write the different Megillahs. But, Definitely having a piece of it is not appropriate. And if you have a piece of it, it's not appropriate. The Mepharshim explained, it's like you're reading Alpeh. If you're reading from something which is not an appropriate Kedusha Sefer or Kedusha Navi, then it's like you're reading a Alpeh and then you're not Yaitz at all. So he says, since it's Loi Nitin Vikosev, therefore you're not allowed to lane from it either. Remember, Vashiyamar, the Tutuli Nami Now, then, in that case, the whole thing becomes Muktza. My time at the Lechaz if you can't learn from it, and you can't read from it, even for Sefer or even from learning from it, then the whole thing becomes muktza. Wow. 
we don't pass like that. It's not You're actually allowed to learn from this, at least with the Eved, in Shul. Why? Even though it's not a full Sefer Navi. Right? They used to have the Sefer Agadatah where they used to write down little pieces of Agadatah. We're still in the days where you're not supposed to write down as much as you possibly can. They only wrote down what they actually had to, but they would write them down. And they would learn from them on Shabbos. So you see that you're allowed to learn from something that you're really not supposed to write down. You're not supposed to write down since we know we're unable to remember all the halachas we darshan if you have no choice and Chazal said in certain situations like we do nowadays you can write down all the Torah you want. And therefore that's how they wrote down Sefer Gadotah and once you write it down and you're allowed to write it down then you're allowed to learn from it on Shabbos of course so you're also they didn't, when people were unable to have a full navi and they only had the sefer after also like we said you can learn you can have it written and once you can have it written you're allowed to learn from on Shabbos it's better to have a full navi uh, better maybe to have a cloth nowadays a lot of people we use just a, a printed navi even with a printed navi it's better to have a full navi. We used to use a full Tanakh. Nowadays, already they have just a Navi. But either way, it's better to have a full one if you can. Can you write a individual Parsha for a child to learn? A child To hold a full Sefer Torah would be very difficult. Even if it's just Sefer Bereshis or Sefer Shemais would be difficult. Can you write just a Parsha? A Parsha, Lavdafka means a Parsha like ours. Bereshis, Noach Lachacha, could just be a section of a Sefer Torah for a child to learn from or you're allowed to. What's the Shiloh? There's a Shiloh. Shiloh we have in hist- historically speaking how, when, and how did Moshe Ben write down the Torah. And there's two Parshas. One is called Megillah Megillah. As things happened, post Harsinai, Moshe Rabbeinu wrote them down. So apparently up to Harsinai, as we'll see, he wrote down everything that happened until then. And then as each thing happened, he wrote it down. And therefore the Torah itself was written Megillah Megillah. It was written piece by piece. And at the end of it, it was all put together. Or, you say it was Chasumanin. That really no Torah was written down. Everything was Balpeh. We'll see, there might be a few exceptions. But everything was mostly Balpeh. Until the end of Zaysab Baracha, then Moshe Rabbeinu wrote it down. After Kisvul Chemis Hashir then he wrote the whole thing down. He gave it to Klai Yisrael as one big unit. Oh. Whether it was given in pieces or whether it was given as one big unit, we have a shaila about children and having a separate little parsha safer to learn from. Why? So Mark explains. So since it was given in pieces, then maybe you can write it in pieces at least. Not for learning in the Sefer on Shabbos, but at least for learning. Or once, my, or do we say that once Moshe Rabbeinu at the end of Zayisafracha put it all together? Now you're only supposed to write it all together, or, or at least in Svar. Or you can say the shah the other way. Even if you hold it was given all together, so you're not allowed to write individual parshas. Or do we say here, it's like an Hashem. It's impossible for each person and each kid to have a full Sefer Torah. So, of course, Pachu says, you can go ahead and have small Megillus. So, the Shaila is irrelevant of how you learned this history happen. Now that affects Allah, Allah, But how does this work? No, you don't write individual Megillus. Matam, watch shot. No, 
said there's no, the one partial explained, this means we have a Kabbalah. We have a Kabbalah, you don't write these individual svarim for children to learn from. Obviously, nowadays, we print everything, so it's fine. But in those days, you wouldn't do it. Each child would have to have like a full set of Bereshus. We see in Halacha, that's not necessarily true. We see by Parsha Saita, the Yomli Amalko is praised. That says he afhi asasa tavla shel zov shaparsha shaitik suvala. When they wanted to write down parsha saita, so they had to copy it from somewhere. So she made a fancy gold tablet, and on it was written parsha saita, and they used to copy from it. So you see that she wrote just parsha saita. She just wrote the Rashi Tevis of each letter, whatever the parsha is, the Rashi Tevis, just the first letters, and then from that. The Koyan was able to remember what to write. We say he reads and he writes. He reads and he writes. It's not Mashu Rashi Tevis. Ema no Kimasha Kosovatavla. It's not that he writes what it says. He writes Kiilu what it says in the tablo. I mean he remembers the Rashi Tevis. And it says, what is it says? Everything we learned to You see, it's the full parsha was written down. You see, you can write parsha parsha. No, the beginning of each pasuk had said the words, and then the rest of it was Rashi Tevis. So it didn't actually have the full parsha written down. Though it's really a machlekes tanoim, whether you're allowed to write individual parsha. Says, you're not allowed to write it. Obviously, you don't have to wait until the whole Sefer is done to learn from it. You can write a partial, learn from it, write a partial, learn from it, as long as the intention is to write the whole partial at the end of it. That's mashma clearly. Then it's chasuma nitna. Do I remember Bereshus Hadar Mabel? No, you can split it up into parshas. Write individual parshas. Bereshus, you can write the whole the whole ma'isa of Sefer Bereshus until the Dar Mabel. Tarot Skren at the beginning of Vayikra Advi Mashmini, which is Vayikra, what we call Vayikra and Sav, which is all the halachas of Karbanos. He says, Rabbi Yehuda, you could write individual parshas and learn them separately. So it sounds like based on that nakuda. So what's this question of the history of the Torah? He says, each one is given individually. The Pasuk says, by David HaMelech, in Tehillim, that something in Megillah Sefer is written about me. Obviously there was a discussion, as we know, whether David HaMelech came from proper Yichus, because he came from Rus, and she was a Moavia, and Moav is not a lot of love with Bekal Hashem. We darshan Moav, Moav, that a, a Moav girl is allowed to come, be into Klai Yisrael. And the Gemara explains that we learned that now, because it says by it says by Loit, by the Malachim, when they're telling him to go out, and that was obviously going to be Amon and Moev, going to come from those two daughters. And it says, and we make Xerah Shava, that's referring to David, Matsasi David Avdi. So there's a remez already in Sefer Bracious, which Rashi calls Sefer Avram, about that David Amelech is going to come from this and it's going to be kosher. So David was saying, and it says in that Megillah, meaning Megillah Avram, what Rashi calls, that that uh, he's going to be kosher. So you see, he called it a Megillah. So you see, it was written down piece by piece. It was given as a whole. Take this Sefer Torah Hazois. Really, the Gersi of the Pasuk should be your Sefer Torah Hazet. But either way, so we have two Pesukim. One's Mashra piece by piece, and one's Mashra as a whole. It says you should take the whole Sefer Torah. Once it's put together, then of course you should write a whole thing or a whole Sefer. But originally, it was given Parsha Parsha. No. What David HaMelech meant was, Megillah is referring to the whole Sefer Torah. The Pesach says in Zechariah, 
Pasuk says in Zechariah, Pasuk says in Zechariah, he saw Sefer So you see, the whole Sefer is called Megillah. So when it says what David HaMelech was talking about the Megillah, he didn't mean it as an individual parsha. he meant the whole Sefer Inami, like Rabbi Levi, even if you hold the Torah was chasuma, chasuma nitna, and it was given complete, there were some individual parshas that were given earlier. And those were called Megillah. Like Rabbi Levi said, Rabbi Levi, Shemayinah parshas, then Rabbi Yom on Mishkan. On Aleph Nisan, when they were making the Mishkan, there were certain eight parshas that they needed to have available for them to be able to function the Mishkan. They were given and written then. So the rest of the Torah was not. The rest of the Torah was only given at the end of Zeis HaBrocha. But these eight were given earlier and they were called Megillah. What are they? Parshas Kainim, obviously Parshas Emor, which has all the halachas of Kainim that we need to have to function the Mishkan. Parshas Levim, you also need the Levim to be able to be able to work in the Mishkan, etc. So you need to have that Parsha. Parshas Tmei and Tumah Vitaira. The Rashi points out, and, and Parsha Shiluach Tmei. So it's Parsha of Tumah Vitaira. And the parsha of Shiluach Tamein that they're not allowed to be in the Machana, and when they're allowed to come into the Machana, when they roll it up, Rashi just points out, it's interesting, if you say that the parsha of Tumah Vatayra was given on Aleph Nisan, so then what was the issue that people had with making Pesach Sheni? Because that whole parsha talks about Pesach Sheni, they had two weeks to become Torah. So Rashi said, we're talking about people for one reason or another could not become Torah, like we said, the Masasek and Yosef Atzadik, Gever, whatever it was, Oren, Whatever it was, but the parish according to this Pshat and Rav Levi was actually given two weeks before Pesach and Aleph Nisan, which is Yemar Kamas Amishkam. And Parshas Achimesh. Now Parshas Achimesh is really Yom Kippur oriented. It really has nothing to do with Akamas Amishkam. But once we know on Yom HaKamas HaMishka and Aaron's children died at that point, therefore we go through the whole halacha of Lo Yavad Bechalesh Therefore, that's also going to be mentioned on Aleph Nisan. And Parsha Shtuyayim, because obviously they drank, we said the Bnei Aaron drank and they died. Therefore, that Parsha of that you're not allowed to drink wine before you go into Migdash was also said over there. Parsha Saneris, obviously Baloischa, because we needed to continue functioning in the Mishkan. Parsha's Paraduma, you need Paraduma to be able to, the Rashi says the day after that. So it would be Bez Nisan. They burnt the paraduma to retire everybody from all the tumah. You couldn't do it beforehand. The interesting Rashi points out because by paraduma it says you have to burn it el neichach So before there's a functioning oil moid, you can't have paraduma. It's an interesting situation. So that also happened the day afterwards. So these eight parshas, even if you old chasuma nitna, these eight parshas were actually given and written down beforehand, and therefore they were called Megillah. Most of the halachas in the Torah are written in the Torah. That doesn't actually say it doesn't mean written. It means at least learned bedrashas from the Yud Gimamidas. You can have Shava, Kavachaymer, Klal Prat Klal. So all these different drashas, they're written in the Sefer Torah or at least nirmas in the Sefer Torah. Whereas Miyatolpez, there's a Miyat of them which are halachal maish Sinai, which have no remnants in the Torah at all, Shinemer. Rubi Torasi, Kamoizor Nechshavu. So that Torah says, I wrote you down Rav of the Torah, and yet you didn't listen to it. So you see, Rav is written. No, Rav al Pe. Rav the Halakhas and Torah. Actually, I don't know if it's a number issue or a shkafik issue. I don't know. If, I can't imagine it's a number issue we can count. But umiyat pichsav shenemar ki al pi hadvarim ho eila. Right. So it says al pi hadvarim eila. So most of it is bal pe. He wasn't saying, the Pesach wasn't saying that Rav was written. It was a question. Why should I bother writing down Rav the Torah? Even the small part I did write down, you didn't listen to. So why should I bother? So it's a kasha on Klaesol. Which is mashma that it was the Teresh part obviously is much more difficult to learn, it's it's harder to learn. It's a balpeh, and it's uh, and it's halacha much It's harder, 
And therefore, that's all the Pesach was saying, Al Pidvar, but maybe Raiv is actually from the Torah. You should write down the words of the Torah. Things which are Tarsh you're not allowed to write down. Things which are Tarsh you're not allowed to say Balpeh. Certain parshas we say you could, that people are Morgolan, Shmav, Az Yashir, etc. But generally speaking, you should not be doing Tarsh Bechsav Balpeh, not Balpeh Bechsav. The Nakud is the word Eila. Eila to the Kaisa, Viata Kaisa, Valochas. Right? Because it says, Only Tosh Bechsav you can write down. Things which Allah must be seen at the you're not allowed to write down. However, like across the Koshbacho Bris and Mishal Abishwil Dvamishval Peh Shanemer, the part of the Iker Bris is Al Toshval Peh, Kalpia Dvamarela, Karati Itcha Bris Vel Sisrael. So it's Al Pia Dvamarela, Toshval Peh. That's where Kalai Yisrael is able to uh, be creative and be Mechadish Divrei Torah, and that's all the Torah Shaval Peh part. Back to our Mishnah. The Mishnah said, another one of the Tikkun Olim is, my Arvin Mabayas Yoshi, now that I moved the Erev Chatzers. Some of my time, my Ilim Mishum Kovit, if it's a Kovit issue that uh, you put it in one house, yeah, it's not. It's not pakavadik to move it. That's not true. Vahavi, vahu shipura. There was a shayfer. Rashi is talking about the shayfer they used to use on erev Shabbos to blow, but when there was time to stop doing melacha. David Mekar be Rav Yehuda, Osayf be Raba. They moved it from Yehuda's house to Raba's house. Osayf be Rav Yosef, Osayf be Abaya, Osayf be Rava. Now Rashi explains each one of these were successive Rosh Hashivas. So each one who became the Rosh Hashiva, they moved the shayfer to their house. Okay, so even though over here we, there's a reason for it, but if the Indian is covered, it seems to be that we, we want it to actually stay in the house that it was. Lamaisa always, even if the Rosh Hashiva is not there anymore, it should stay in that house or by his family. It shouldn't move Rosh Hashiva to Rosh Hashiva. So why are we saying over here, Dr. Shalom? So you're right. It wasn't an issue of covet. Else covet, you can move it from Rosh Hashiva to Rosh Hashiva's house. That's fine. As each success of Rosh Hashiva, you can move it. The Efchatzer is theoretically too. Here the issue is chashat. We know the Efchatzer is supposed to be in a certain place. And all of a sudden, it's not there. I don't know how they knew, but let's say somehow they knew. And therefore people say, oh, there's no Efchatzeres. They don't need an Efchatzeres. People wouldn't know the halacha. And therefore, we shouldn't chashat. So people should always know where it is. It does not move from place to place. Bar Shukar of La'amas. Now we have the halacha of a bar that's near to the irrigation river. Though we said in Darkei Shalom, whoever's closest can fill up their reservoir first. Now, Itmar, B'nai Nara. So, before we get to the reservoir issue, we still have an issue that people want to water their fields. Generally speaking, to water your fields properly, you need to stop the river. You dam it up. The water flows into your fields. And then you undo it and let the water continue flowing downstream. So, who gets to do what first? Itmar, B'nai Nara. People who live on the river. Rav The people furthest away from the river, downstream, they get to drink, get water first and then move back up. Shmuel Amar, Eloi if you could take water and it doesn't affect the flow of the river, then who cares? Take all the water you want. If it doesn't affect the flow of the river, it doesn't affect the flow of the river. If you have to close up the river to be able to water your field. So the top ones get first. Whoever's closest to the source of the water, they get first dibs to close off the river, take their water, and let it flow downhill. No, the ones furthest away, you're not allowed to affect the flow of the river. We're the furthest away, but naturally speaking, the water gets to us. So we get to take water. You on the top want to change the flow of the water? You can only do that after we're done. Now, how does that fit with our Mishnah? The Mishnah says, We said the top people can take water into their reservoir. 
that seems to be not like Shmuel. Shmuel says the further people get first. So I'm sorry, Rav says the further people get first. Says the Gemara, Targum Shmuel, Ibn Rav. Shmuel answered for Rav. We're talking about where the water does not get, the water does not, by filling up my reservoir, it does not affect the flow of the water down to the bottom people. But if it does, and the bottom people go first. So obviously if it doesn't affect anybody, but the Mezo, we said it's no problem. So what's, what's the shadow of the Mishnah? That they can say that no, that uh, when you want to go, you should close up your bar. Because even though it's not affecting us totally, by taking water into your reservoir, it is affecting us a little bit, right? It affects it a little bit. So maybe you should close up your bar, and then we will get to take our water at the bottom, and then you can fill up your reservoir. Kamash went over here, no. As long as the people on the bottom do get water, the people on the top can redirect a little bit of the water, that's okay. Even Rav would agree to that. And that's the luck of the Mishnah. So who do we possibly like? Like Rav, the bottom people? Or like Shmuel, the top people? Called Alam Gavar. Wow. That's always dangerous. Whoever grabs first, grabs. We have two stories. Rav Sim Barashi also came to Abayi. So Sim Barashi went to visit Abayi. I'd like to make a chavus with you. Do you have any time to learn with me? I only have a little bit of time to learn, and I use that for myself. I don't have time for you. So maybe you can make a chavus with me at night. At night I go to work. I have to water my fields. So I got an idea. While you're learning during the day, I'll go take care of the water in your fields, and then you'll have time at night to learn with me. Kvaldik, if you want to, I can learn more. You'll take care of my fields. Good deal. So, what does the Messiah Rashi do? He does this following shtick. He goes to the, you know, Abayah's fields was halfway down the mountain. So, he goes to the people on top of the mountain of Rashi. And he says, I'm like, you saw you He says, no. You guys are not allowed to stop up the water because the people downstream get to have their water first. And if Abayah can get his water first. Okay. He goes to the bottom people who are going to Say that Abaya can't stop up the water because they want to get the bottom water. So Amalotisa goes to Eloi Shosmai Bresh. He says, No, no, no. I am good. The halacha is the first top ones get. So the <laughs> Rav Siyam Rashi made it that the middle gets the water first. He told the top ones the bottom get, told the bottom one the top get. So the middle, which was Abaya's fields, got the water. And therefore he could water the fields, and then he could go along with Abaya. Adachi, Sachar, Miskev, Ashkei. heard what happened. like Kibetre, obviously. You burned the, the, the candle from both sides over here. You, you, you got me in trouble. I know it says, but you got to pick one or the other. Either the top get or the bottom get. No one says the middle gets. So, he was machmer not to eat the fruits from that field that year. He said, because there's a shtickle gezel in this field, and therefore he refused to eat it. Another story. There's a river. And what they did was, they redirected, their fields was a little bit off the river, they redirected the river to get to their fields. So they didn't just stop it up, they actually redirected the flow of the river to their fields. And then after their fields, further down the mountain, they put it back in its normal place. So it just redirected, and then came streaming down the mountain. So the people on top over there, who the water was redirected, not around their fields, but it really affected them, as we'll see. They went to Abayah. What happening is, because they made the river flow on like an angle of some sort around the curve, the water is actually flooding 
our rivers because it's going over the banks and it's flooding our rivers. So what these people dug to redirect it to their fields is affecting our fields. If it's flooding, so just dig in your corner a little deeper and the water won't flood. I'm like a Vashim So this year it happens to be there's not a lot of water and if we dig too deep, we're not going to get any water. So some years we'll get too much water, some years we'll get not enough water and it's all because these other guys redirected the water. According to Rashi, what he said was, the people who redirected water, you have no right to do that. As we said, as we said, they were here, and you decided if you want, like the case of Robin Shmuel was, you're stopping the water temporarily. You're stopping the water temporarily. So then we can discuss called Olam Gavar, the top guy, the bottom guy. But here when you're redirecting the water permanently, that you have no right to do if it's going to affect anybody downstream positively, negatively, and therefore put the water back to the way it was. Adkan.